0: Uh, welcome to Still Talking Uncut, I'm your host Big Easy, joined by my co-host, Master Distiller Sean Rigsby, and our special guest, Johnny Griffiths, did I say it right? That's it. My man, Johnny was a uh, um, contestant on Master Distiller, and um, you're on the, the show Alabama Shine?
1: Yep, that's it.
2: Hell uh, yeah. So, uh, tell us a little bit about... Uh...
0: You're jumping ahead, Sean. You're getting, you're getting too <laughs> eager. Oh, sh- yeah, uh, to go get his bush light apples. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> we always start to show what you drink it on. If you're drinking on anything you like uh, to um, talk about, then
1: go no juice cafe. Man,
0: keep, keeps you going, man. I'm just, I'm I just. I just got some good clear from a distillery down the road. Some old and yeah, red. I, uh,
1: I've tried to drink coffee and I can't drink coffee no kind of which way you doctor it up. So I kind of do my Mountain Dew in the mornings and the
2: evenings. Yeah, I'm I'm a Mountain Dew guy in the morning myself.
1: Yeah. Doctor the coffee up every which way you could, almost like a milk. I just can't take the
0: coffee. <laughs> I'm not a coffee guy, so. No, that's not that's not my thing, so. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, just drinking. Did did you get your bush light apples? So, Uh, I still got, (laughs) yeah, I got a few left. So, tonight, Sean is only allowed to drink bush light apples because the last show he drank almost that whole jar and he was so shitty by the end of the show. And he wait, he called off work two days in a row.
1: Dumb Dumb. Dum. I seen him in that apple pie last
0: week. Oh, he, he got he got way too heavy in that apple pie last I week. I didn't finish
1: watching, but I seen him getting into it at, as it went on. It was
0: a, it was a progression, that's for sure. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> he so well, you drinking easy?
0: Uh, I just got some uh, some clear from uh, Tuckin' reds and celery up in Yellow Springs.
2: Tuckin' red.
0: Yeah, I finally popped open their jar of uh, corn liquor I got from them after I finished off their peach. So. How you like the corn liquor? Man, you know, it's, it's good corn liquor. No. Clean corn liquor? Or corn liquor? Hey, it's, it's good clean. It's good corn liquor. Come on, man. we am trying to put that in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know they make good shit out there, man. If you're ever in Yellow Springs, Ohio, stop by old Tuckin' Reds. And um, I haven't tried anything. I ain't like it from there. And the old ladies like the wine they make. And they make a homemade wine, to go a uh, dandelion wine. He said once a year he goes out and picks them. And they make a big old batch, so I actually oh got God.
2: a bottle of it still in here unopened. Nice, pretty good. But uh, so let's get to get into it. Let's get into um, the meat and potatoes, yeah. But uh, so how'd you get started, man? What's uh, what got you going? And uh, I was it something you've been doing for a long time,
1: or I've been doing it about 15 years now. Uh, I just something I got. Interesting, I was only interested in it, and then the moonshiners took off there. That's been about 12 seasons. A few years before that, I got interested in it and uh, started a little small still. Got there's an old timer in my area that was known for making it for years and got to be friends with him. So he kind of taught me a little bit and helped me get set up and started making it. And then the moonshiners started coming on season one, kept progressing, and I just kind of got a little further along into it as it went.
0: There's
2: nothing wrong with that at all.
0: what you know what a better what a better way than to learn from an old-timer like i wish i had me an (laughs) old-timer you know like what an awesome way you know just a good story to have and and to know like you learn from somebody who's done it forever and and so you know just i'd be super cool to learn from an old-timer
1: only bad thing about me learning from that old-timer is uh i kind of followed his footsteps one too many times uh he passed away a, a year ago december and uh, he actually went to jail three times for making liquor back in the early 70s. So I didn't go three times, but I at least followed in his footsteps once.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, that's it. He's pretty young,
2: man. They still young. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't he did. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so what did he run? I mean, was it uh, corn or
1: yeah, he uh, he said he run corn. He said back then it was predominantly wanting some rye. So he run okay. a lot of rye, but he run corn also. But he had, you know the flavors wasn't out back in apple pie and peach and you know? all Yeah, people much run either a uh, a rye or a corn. And uh, at the height of his career, they was running several huge submarine steels. And he told me that uh, he was they was putting out about 160 gallon every two hours.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: and what? they had one guy that would come take everything they made. It matter if wow. they had ten gallon or ten thousand gallon. He come bought everything they had and took it off.
0: That's pushing liquor. That's for sure.
1: Yeah yep he made it for a long time and uh last time he got caught uh, wound up doing eight months well and he got out on parole after four months and the very next day he started bootlegging some across the county line and some boys with him want to stop and get a beer it was happy hour And he told them, no i don't need to do that but they stopped and he had a reputation for not taking a whole lot of shit from nobody everybody knew him uh, his reputation preceded him. Said, so we'll go in the bar there. and uh, Some other guys said they from across the river in another county. Said, we're going to run them back across the bridge. And the bartender told him, so that old guy over with the gold teeth they ain't going to run. And sure enough, a fight broke out. He wound up stabbing a couple of them, getting cut himself. And they come and got him the next day. So he had to go back and do the original 18 months after getting out four months on parole. Damn, Damn happy hour. Gets you
2: every yep,
0: time. Happy- <laughs> Every yeah. time.
2: yeah so um what uh, uh what some of your methodologies i mean do you run uh do you run a thumper do you rerun things do you like you know i mean
1: yeah i do it a little different than most everybody else uh i don't use a thumper i double distill it uh, i'll run and put the product in rerun it uh to me it just kinda cook it out a little better and get a little oh. cleaner product out. Uh, also on my mash I don't I don't heat cook my grain up. I do a cold mash. Mm-hmm. So I, I kinda do it a little different than everybody else.
2: That's like uh I'll tell you who else does that is uh uh Robert Bondurant over there at, uh, in Virginia.
1: Okay, uh Special Ballantine over in Kentucky also
2: does it. Oh does he?
1: He does a cold mash. Huh.
2: And does he also read the uh double back it
1: like you do rerun run no, He runs a thumper, but uh but he does the cold mash. Uh I've i run the thumper a time or two, and like I say on Master Stellar, I had to run a thumper because there's no mm-hmm. way possible to double the and put a jar on the table in four hours.
0: Yeah, right. Uh what, what you uh what episode was you on? I this was on is-
1: season one, okay. episode two, American Whiskey.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah I was you- on
1: there, uh, the Undertaker out of New York. A good friend okay. of mine, Peter of Phelps, he, he out of Phelps, New York, won that.
2: Yep, yep. You have that famous corn liquor that you did.
1: I mm-hmm. did. I uh, well, see, it was kind of confusion because they told me I was going to run a corn liquor. <laughs> I'll get there. Uh, Casey was a doctor out of West Virginia, and Peter he owns his uh, he's a owns his own funeral home up there in New York. They told me, asked me why I was ringing. They told me to bring stuff to make the corn liquor with. you. Well, I get there, we mash it in, and I look over to my left and. Guy's got four or five grains and refractometers and hydrometers and all this stuff. And same <laughs> on my right, here he is old redneck from Alabama with a sack of corn, some sugar and yeast. <laughs> I'm out of my league right off the get-go.
2: <laughs> it's it's simple, man. It, it works every time, you know.
0: everybody brings their own thing, you know, and they all do the, their own thing well. And you know, so it's I I think it's cool, you know, and all these different different you know different ways and different schemes and
1: yeah like i say um, i was supposed to i, I didn't realize until about halfway through the show it was a uh it was actually a, a whiskey division uh so it's like a four grain of whiskey and uh it was a mix-up because i talked to mcgill and they told me to bring my ingredients my corn whiskey and they know my mash bill and all that And about halfway through it that's when i realized that you know it was a well kevin gordon came up to me and said you know you realize you're in a whiskey division right me thinking, yeah, uh, corn liquor, corn whiskey. I said I didn't pay no attention to it, and then uh, come to find out it was actually a, like a four grain whiskey, American whiskey. Uh, I mean, I was making just a straight corn whiskey.
2: Well, they, they McGill always gets everything together, it's always a little later than you think it should be. <laughs> yep. well, see, yeah,
1: well, I, I replied, and it was like months later, i done forgot about it and got a phone call. Uh, on a thursday and tell me to be there monday
0: and yeah i've, I've heard like quite that. a bit <laughs> i've heard quite a guy quite a few guys say it, like man i hear nothing about them for months or a year and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they call me can you be here in three days
1: that's exactly right it was on a thursday and i had got completely forgot about it and seen the new york number i didn't answer the first time but i ain't got your store with a name in my phone i don't answer it. and uh they called back again so i answered it and it was it was McGill. i'd actually um, forgot even about applying. I forgot about it. It took so uh,
2: yeah. long. Yeah, I uh, I actually applied back, or, er, well, when, uh, when Jimbo, for the for the pilot episode, they yeah. called me, and, and, uh, and then the same thing, they're like, oh, well, you'll hear something, whether we want to use you or not. I'm like, okay, never heard nothing. And Jimbo was like, hey, man, I'm going out here filming. I'm like, fuck you.
1: Yeah, I'll tell, tell you how Jimbo done it. He sent them several audition tapes and so forth so and never got back nothing out of them he finally got a little ill with them he kind of sent him a, a nasty little email to me, hey I don't guess you want a fucking real moonshiner you want an actor on TV or something like that but if you want somebody makes real liquor you call me I'll come up and after getting a little send a little nasty email to him, he got a call and you know the rest yep. of shit
2: hell yeah well that's kind of how they did me on season one too I, they called me and they said you still interested I'm like yeah and nothing Heard nothing. Then I seen, you know, they're getting ready to release it and I'm like, oh, okay. And then season two is finally when they called me. Right. They said, hey, you know, you, can you be down here in two weeks?
1: Yep, Hello? they called me on Thursday and told me to be there Monday morning, eight o'clock.
2: Oh yeah. <clears throat> so did you uh did, did you enjoy the experience or did you think it was gonna be more of what it was or
1: Oh no? Uh- I tell you, I was amazed after watching the final product on TV compared to what we filmed. It's yep. amazing what they do with the editing, but <laughs> it does it does wonders. So does. we kind of filmed way out. We went in and mashed our signature stuff from my home in. And then we went and done a, uh, I think we run Jim Tom's Rye Recipe. And uh, after the after way we done it, and in the order we done it, I'm surprised it come out like it did. The editing really? button does wonders.
0: I mean, it could do everything except make Sean look better. So
2: <laughs> that's why I'm no longer on there, and they won't put me back.
0: They didn't have enough CGI back then. They might be able to do something now. It's a little more advanced.
2: Yeah. Well, they say you know, like for every camera puts on five pounds, they had to have like fifteen twenty on my ass.
0: I don't know, man. I I saw your your episode the other day. You you looked a little a little slimmer back then. I think. Yeah, well, I think. I think being a big time celebrity. And bush light apples has got you putting a few on. So uh, we'll go with the bush light apples. All right. All be right. <laughs> uh, well, hey, Johnny, what's your favorite thing to make for yourself I, I, to drink?
1: Uh, Pretty much as far as make wise, I'm pretty much known around here and kind of stuck to just a good corn liquor. Nice. Uh, I mean, I made a lot of flavors. I mean, what interesting flavor to start with, but you kind of got to make what everybody else likes. It ain't what you like so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when you're trying yeah. to make a profit, you know, yeah, if you're yeah, just but making I, it for yourself. Then you're you'd be real select and make exactly what you want, what you want to drink. So
1: yeah, you don't get very far that way. Now let's just do it for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So, uh, what uh, do you are you, are you a copper steel guy? Are you a stainless steel guy? Like a stainless well, pot and copper from there, or what's your? Well, I
1: tell you, when I first started, started with a four. Quart, no, let's see. Uh, yeah. Four quart. No, four gallon stainless steel pressure cooker. About 15 nice. foot of copper coal, five gallon bucket and packed my worm with ice. And uh, it worked. But uh, it also sent me to uh, the burn unit in Mobile, USA Mobile, oh, Alabama man. for about
0: three days. That that question is on my list. Do you have a moonshine story that almost killed you? We haven't had one in a while, so now now you brought that up. You might elaborate a little for us on how uh, you wound up burning your ass up.
1: I had just started making liquor at the time, and my son helped him a little bit, and I had an uncle to help me quite a bit, and we made the mash, and uh, we couldn't actually wait for the mash to work off the first time, so we went and bought some box wine out of a store just to distill it mess around with it and uh we did and then uh we mash got ready and we started running a little of it through the pressure cooker and so forth and packed the, the uh five gallon bucket full of ice and as it melted kept it you know condensed whatever so i kind of honed it in and got it where it was pretty good and i made quite a bit of liquor that way and then you know them little rubber seals go around them pressure cookers i'd done learned i was actually i know better now i was actually being lazy but that little old small kernel of corn would get stuck in between the seal and I didn't figure it out instead of, you know, let it cool down, take it off, clean it, whatever. I could take something heavy and kind of tap it and it would seal. Well, this one time I tapped it, it didn't seal. It done just the opposite. They started pumping liquor out and caught a fire. And I had two five-gallon buckets of uh, stuff had already been d- doubled. And uh, when it caught on fire, it melted them buckets. So I got 10 gallons of high-proof liquor on a concrete floor. But uh, the alcohol burning off, it catches a 84-quart cooler on fire, and the plastic's melting, so we kind of had a catastrophe going on. <laughs> so we got it beat out, and uh, I wasn't going to go to the hospital, and after the adrenaline stopped pumping, I realized then it was time to go to the hospital. And uh, oh. they, they said that uh, I inhaled a lot of the flames and all, and they were worried about my throat closing, so they uh, wanted to laugh like me and I I so wasn't gonna fly. I never flew before, and I wasn't gonna fly. So they put it by and sent me down there for about three days.
0: My man, <laughs> it's me. I, I don't care. I don't care.
1: I, <laughs> and I have flown, and it was on life flight, but I don't remember it. But I have flown at least one time since then.
2: So what exactly happened with that one? Was that are you referring to the the, the bike accident?
1: Yes, I didn't realize it, and my cousin called me. I had a we just got a brand new Indian uh, Challenger, and uh, he he got an Indian Roadmaster, and we was, he wanted to go riding, and I didn't feel the best that day, but I mean I wasn't really sick, so I figured I'd get out, get a little sun and some way in and feel better. So we ride down Highway 29, get to a Malena Crossroads there, and go cut back across Alabama. We stop and get a drink, and so forth. And heading down 97, headed to the Alabama line, and I had a cruise control set at about 60, just cruising on through there, and. All of a sudden, I mean, I felt weird, like I was supposed to pass out. So I reached to grab the handlebars to mash the brake and stop the cruise. I didn't make it. I passed out across the tank. It still took me at 60 down the highway, coming up on a curve with traffic coming. So my cousin behind me said all he could think to do is right up beside me and kick the bike, send it through the field versus the cars. Mm -hmm. Right before he got to me, it's turned on its own. So it goes uh, over across the ditch. Goes across one net wire fence, a privacy fence, then actually hits a ditch and uh, jumps in the air. And it goes across a barbed wire fence. And if it wasn't for the fairing, on the motorcycle, it probably took my head off at about 60. It took the brunt of that. And it goes on out in the field and comes to a stop. Uh, I come to on life light. Finna land at the hospital for about two seconds. I come to and I look up and I see a guy in a green helmet with a look like a microphone in it down here like this. And uh, I said, "What the hell is going on?" And uh, he said, "You've been in an accident, motorcycle." He said, "Just hold tight. We landing." And uh, not only did I hold tight, I passed back out, I guess. And uh, come to find out, I actually had COVID, and it caused my potassium and my sodium to bottom out, which caused me to pass out on the motorcycle.
0: Damn.
1: So Damn. here was I had uh I broke my nose, fractured my eye socket, uh, my cheek, uh broke five ribs, cracked my right elbow, my right shin, uh, my right, my right heel, and then had COVID and had to cough constantly with them broke ribs and that broke nose and fractured eye socket wasn't oh. too uh too good.
2: So i will say you had a rough year.
1: I did. And and then like I say, in about 16-month span, that happened. And then, then the arrest we talked about earlier.
2: Yeah. So what... Yeah,
1: uh, for sure.
2: So uh, the arrest that you're talking about now, um, what exactly uh, happened with that? How did, how, how did that go?
1: Well, I had a shed that I, you know, had a little moonshine shack that I made a little liquor in. And I uh, had made it in a little while. I had mashed in and it got ready. And uh, I walked out to the shed and was out for a couple of hours letting it heat up. And uh, I still had a little, little time to go. So I walk in my house for a minute. I was just sent my wife to town. I walk in my house for a minute. I ain't in the house but maybe two minutes. you a knock at the door. Boom, boom, boom. State of Alabama search warrant. Well, I got a cousin used to mess with me all the time. He'd say some crazy shit like that knocking on the door. Well, I'm in the back of my house, and I hear that. I says, well, bring your big ass in. I said, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> well, they didn't come in. They
2: kept
1: coming in. Stay by my search warrant. I told myself, I, I said, bring your big ass in. If you don't come on in, I'm going to put a foot in your ass when you do come in. Well, I finally, he kept banging. So I go in the living room, and I hear a bunch of them out there. I said, well, damn, he's either got company or that's the real police today.
2: <laughs> I go
1: to the door. open the door, and I look. There's about 15 of them out there with rifles on me. Telling me to throw my hands up and come to them. So I began to do that. Well, my wife's got a half laugh, half pit, stays in the house. And uh, she ain't never really acted aggressive, but she was raising hell and barking, looking that away. Well, one of the officers said, uh, what about that dog over there? I said, what about her? He says, uh, was she back. I said, I don't know. He said, what do you mean you don't know? It's your dog. Well, my dumb ass and smart mouth was thinking. I said, well. Ordinarily, she ain't got 15 idiots out there with guns looking in screaming at her, but neither. I said, I don't know if she'll bite or not.
0: <laughs>
1: well, he said, well, turn around and get your dog and bring her out here and put her on this run line you got out here in the yard. I started to, and it just clicked with me for some reason. I said, don't turn your back on them. I said, no. I said, I'm not going to turn my back. I said, you, you know, I could be not complying. or you saying I'm reaching for a weapon? And I, no. So... One of them told me just kind of keep my eyes on them and kind of do the limbo, bend back, and get her by the collar, bring her out, mm-hmm. to put her on the run line. So then they handcuffed me, set me outside on the swing and give me the search warrant, tell me if they're there for them, what they're there for and so forth. So they go in the shed, the liquor's running. They didn't cut it off. He'll it run for another 10 minutes after they got there. <laughs>
2: So um, someone need you guys to stand here for a few hours? Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I kind of thought myself, I said, ain't he illegally doing what I was doing for 10 minutes? Without it
0: off? Get your big old horn out of that worm. You'd be happy you did.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, uh, one of them was actually talking about that Uh, it was pretty cool when he was talking about his granddaddy used to be a bootlegger. Hmm. And uh, it wasn't local. It was uh, actually the state that got me Uh, for Montgomery.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. And I tell you, come to fight, I didn't know it at the time. They, the drones is what got me. If anybody, you know, a lot of times you walk and everybody's caught up and looking at the text messages or Facebook or whatever, and they on the phone. And, you you know, if you don't recognize some of these kids top of their head, you won't know
2: them. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you do what we do, you better keep your eyes up, too, because they will use a drone. That's what got me. And I go to jail about 7 o'clock at night. Don't get out to 7 next night. The next morning... About 11 o'clock, my partner Jimbo Bray and Carbon Hill, they stopped him at a gas station right by his house, search him for liquor, and then the next day, drones flying over his house. They actually come low enough about chest high to look, try to look inside his building through the windows to see what was going on in his building, but he actually had them blacked out, which he didn't have nothing in there no how, you know. Right. But, uh, oh,
0: drones right, for, for drones
1: is the thing you need to watch for, for sure
0: all that all that money all the resources for what i'm gonna tell you i told them
1: <laughs> I, look the road you come down to get me for this little bit of liquor you pass four meth houses on your way down
2: <laughs> yeah uh, for mm-hmm. a little bit of liquor. yeah yeah it's, uh, that them shows man they made a lot of people popular
1: well i'm telling you they uh they definitely did me <laughs>
2: yeah yeah you you, you the pop, popcorn something in your area i'd say
1: yeah, well, if if you count to going to jail, that's exactly right.
2: Yeah. So uh well, so did they did they take your pot or what 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 did they do? What's that now? Did they take your pot or they destroy you know, it or
1: you know what what was confusing is they took my pot. They uh they cut it off and uh I told myself so, look you better take that cap off of it, it's gonna suck it in. And <laughs> anyway, they take it off and I was waiting on it to cool. Well, I'm still thinking, you know, they're going to do me like they did Jonathan. They're going to, you know, do a fairly indictment on I me. Mean, I said, uh, so i was trying to get them on out there. I said, look, if you take my water hose and open that bottom valve there and fill it up full of water, I said, it'll well, cool off. You can go load it up and get gone. Needless, I didn't know that I was going to be uh, in the back of a cop car headed towards the jail myself or I wouldn't be in such a rush. <laughs> so what did they uh, actually arrest you
2: for, did they say?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Start with, there was about seven charges on me. Uh, Possession of a steel, illegal to possess and save Alabama. They said it's illegal in Alabama to possess any part of a steel. So you go get a 15-foot of a copper coil, and you call it up, look like a worm, and they have nothing else with you, and you can get arrested for having a part of a steel in the state of Alabama.
2: That's crazy.
1: Then They got me for uh, making untaxed alcohol, possession of untaxed alcohol, uh maybe that was intent to sell. Uh I can't remember all the charges, but the ones that wound up sticking was uh possession of a steel and possession of untaxed alcohol. It was a, was the two that was read to me in the court next morning at the bond here.
2: Damn.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but see they took the steel. They went in the house, took some flavored liquor I had, they took the seven gallons I'd had run off uh of the at the actual one I was making when they was there and uh cooked the steel but now the mash barrels was left with corn in them uh Um, everything i'd ever seen they destroyed everything poked holes in the barrels and all
0: yeah all that for seven gallons yeah they took the steel all that for seven uh, gallons yeah the thing about seven gallons all that 15 officers whole day's worth of work paperwork all that bullshit i would say I, i'd say longer than a whole day's worth of work i mean because they have oh, yeah, just you building up to it you know like, i mean i bet they spent a million oh, well, dollars oh to, i wasn't down to to clean up the streets and get seven gallons Yeah, no, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize it was such a big deal but uh apparently it was yeah and,
0: and like you said man in four meth houses they drove past uh that could clean uh, up the area. That hurt a lot more people than than seven gallons of personal liquor I'm oh, going to drink would, on. They, they, <laughs> you know, they like, they
1: don't know about the meth houses though. Man, <laughs> yeah, they don't know it's about the meth houses and call them go stealing Cadillac converters and
0: <laughs> yep.
1: pollution and all that stuff. That was that was different. But but I was doing the bloodthirsty shit like making that.
0: Yeah. That's,
2: so that's, so you're uh the still that you have. You said <clears throat> what size? What size was that?
1: It was a fifty gallon.
2: Fifty gallon. Uh, who built it? Uh,
1: Kevin, Kevin Gordy.
0: Oh Kevin. oh, Kevin.
1: Yep. I got it from. Uh, I actually got a second one. I got from him. I had a thirty and a 50. I uh, Got rid of the thirty when I got the 50, and They got rid of fishing for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, there ain't nowhere to go now. that bigger, right? Six hundred gallon that's donated from, it well,
0: uh. <laughs> at the end. But
1: right before I went to jail, the guy had the uh had my steel and the liquor and all that. Didn't put it on his truck yet. It was all sitting on the ground beside the truck. And then he looks at me and says, where's you in Jumbo's six hundred gallon steel?" It kind of caught me off guard. I was like, "What?" He says, "Uh, "Yeah, where's you in Jumbo's six hundred gallon steel?" I don't see a building around here big enough to hold a six hundred gallon steel. Well, then I realized he was talking about the one that we had took a picture with, an illegal distillery. And uh, I told him, I said, "Okay," I said, "Yeah," I said, "Uh, "I'll carry you to it." He said, "How far through the woods have we got to walk?" I told him about. About 212 miles to Birmingham,
2: Alabama.
1: <laughs> and then you could tell his, his attitude changed and demeanor changed. And I got to ride the back seat of a SU, black SUV Banks. following my steel paraded through town. <laughs> they wouldn't lay it flat. They stood it up where everybody could see it and filled it full of water where wind wouldn't knock it over.
0: They said, man, they had a, somebody, somebody's winding up with that, man. The dude, the dude that was there all like, man, my grandpapa used to make liquor. He's making liquor on that still right now. I'd much rather <laughs> run the
1: home and poke a hole in the damn thing. Yeah. Well I I promise you, if he is, they, don't, they ain't making a product good enough good as what I put out of it.
0: Oh hell no, they ain't. <laughs> nope. But
1: they got it though.
2: Oh yeah. Now I wonder are they gonna put it in a museum somewhere, you think, or just well,
1: uh... I figured either a museum or well, hell who knows, somebody may be running it by now.
2: Yeah, I'd say you're probably right on that one.
1: Yeah. I call it the <laughs> kind of odd they didn't destroy it. Everything <laughs> I've ever seen on old Fisher's videos, so forth, they take bust holes in the mash barrels, tear the steel up.
0: Destroy it right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching wrong videos because that wasn't accurate. Not this day. See,
2: right uh, before, I think it was maybe a month maybe or so before you had got busted, there was a pretty good size operation i seen they found in Alabama.
1: Yes, a huge, I mean, in Bullock County. Uh, I forgot how big it was, but it, it was uh, it was huge to be in the, in the, out in the woods.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I want to say it was maybe a thirty forty barrel operation.
2: That's a big deal. Yeah, it was I mean, huge. Yeah, it was. You know, there's so many people that does things in barns and outbuildings and shit nowadays. I mean, it's yep. almost inconvenience to be in a in a wood somewhere.
1: Oh, it is. Uh, I mean. Not only you got tell really, like old timers used to turn around and had to look behind their backs so far. Now we got to look behind our back and look up too, yeah. uh, watching them drones. And uh, one of the local TV stations, bigger TV stations down here, actually stated the reason I got arrested is because on the TV show we was doing, Alabama Shine, I bragged about escaping from the police. And that's not correct. Now, the old timer taught me how to make it. Now, he had done it several times. He was known. He, every time you'd seen him, he'd always have a button up shirt on with the sleeves cut out of it. And the reason he dressed like that, and I'd have a t shirt on, he told me, I said, Boy, he said, if they slip up on the creek on you and catch you, he said, the revenue, he said, what they would used to do back in the early 70s is they'd take these little feeder pigs and put them out on the creek and would follow them. And they would smell that sour mash at the steel and would find their way through that steel site to eat. Hmm. And they would catch you. And he said they would reach and grab you by the hand and wrap that T-shirt up in the hand, and they'd got you. He said they wrap up and grab me by the collar. He said, I throw my hands back, run. He said, my sleeves is gone, so my arms come out. I bust them buttons. They hold my shirt. And I get on through the creek and get away. he done <laughs> that on several occasions. Well, the TV station said I got arrested due to bragging about getting away from the cops and eluding the cops from wearing a button-up shirt sleeve with no sleeves in
0: it. You know, media—they're gonna—they're gonna, they gonna spin it how it sounds better every time.
1: But well, so. believe, so like you said, seven gallons, and it wasn't just local; it went nationwide. I'd have people send me articles from Ohio, Chicago, California. Our,
2: our news state. channel picked it up, dude.
1: <laughs> What's that?
2: Our news channel picked it up. Oh
0: yeah, it was—it was everywhere.
1: Hey, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law's secretary messaged him. He said we was watching the Paul Feinbaum show on the SEC Network. Said, and it went off, and I think the show was called the Matt and McGee Show. And it was talking about Alabama and Auburn Troy, and Troy. Uh, anyway, they opened up talking about Mama Ivy for a minute, the governor, Kay Ivy. Then they talked about Alabama for a minute and Auburn for a minute. And then they said, oh, and then other news, guy in Alabama gets caught, reality TV star gets caught making moonshine in Alabama. <laughs> they talked more about that than they did down football that day on the SEC Network.
0: So they were hard
1: up on some news. Uh, yeah. When they could talk about Joe Biden or anything else, they was worried about me making that little bit of liquor.
0: Well, a little, little bit of liquor, like yep. seven gallons. Come on, man. Yep. That's. Yeah, you know, if I waited, it'd
1: been more than seven. But that got me with seven.
0: Yeah, but you know, like how much
2: more? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: there's realistically. You think
2: about it, man. You know, in the grand scheme of things, like I can only imagine some of the shit that some of these people are running these days seven oh, gallons you know what i mean like
0: yeah yep. like that that ain't even a whole run No, <laughs> no not. Like, like if you if you're running something substantial you're running a 50 you know like that ain't even a whole run like no i was about halfway
1: just... through with it well like i say that i'd went in there and heated up, and right before i started running i went in for the, the house for a minute to get so i don't forgot what i went in for and uh what company like i said i didn't get to go back out and that's when they were banging on the door telling me search for it and uh it run for another probably 30, 35 minutes. Uh, so I probably still had several hours to go in the run if I was uninterrupted.
2: Well, that shit happens, I guess.
1: I, I'm, I'm telling you, it does. And uh, it happens in a hurry.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because
1: I'm tell you, no, no longer than, than I'd walked out of my shed and uh, walked in my house. I'm talking about less than two minutes. I was surrounded and basically the SWAT team was there yeah they was they was ready to get me get me off the street doing that bloodthirsty liquor making shit
0: yeah yeah, destroying communities and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. scaring women and children you know how it is so.
2: you know so, it's just a hobby you know it's not
0: like you know yeah, it, it, like, i
2: mean some people are trying to make a living doing it but you all know just as well as i do if you are then you, you make a bigger
0: you know yeah you household. ain't making a living with seven gallons like, no. <laughs> like that you ain't making that any shit you know like it's well, nothing see, like i had i
1: had run a little i hadn't run in a little while up till then that was the first run i would started back at because i was actually honing in the and was working on a legal label that was going to come out in the distillery here soon and uh so that was basically the last time i was going to run it anyway and uh he told me the guy told me he said look i wish you'd had a permit i said well hell uh this was last time I was gonna run it. I said I got a legal label coming out. But I said, But this probably gonna fuck that up. And uh, but hopefully luckily it hadn't.
2: Yeah. Good. So uh you you're talking about this legal label and uh so tell us a little bit about what you got going on with that.
1: Yeah. I uh, well me and Jumbo Bray partnered up uh shortly after my Master Stiller uh aired and we we uh we got up with a guy out of Nashville and he approached us about doing this show Alabama Shine, so we recorded a few episodes of that and, uh, had that going on. Um, but anyway, we, uh, we teamed up together. We, uh, actually a guy, we just partnered up with a guy that was just on Master Stellar last week. Uh, Mike Burdett won the firefighter challenge. Uh, he's from Clay County, Alabama. We kind of partnered up with him and, uh, here in the near future, we all three co-collaborated with a, with a recipe that's going to come out known as Alabama Homegrown in the near future.
0: Ooh, nice.
2: That's Yeah, hell yeah. Alabama Homegrown, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm have uh, to give me a bottle of that because that's released. What's that? So I'm gonna have to get a bottle of that when that's released. Yeah,
1: we're we hoping not won't be much longer that we'll we have everything done and, and released and out to the public.
2: Nice. nice. We're looking forward to that. So uh, what kind of steel are you guys running that on? I'm just curious.
1: Oh, uh, where at? At the, at the distillery? Yes, sir. Well, we actually ain't run it yet. Uh, but but the one that you were referring to that they were looking for was a 600-gallon uh, stainless steel, steel. Well, the head on it was like a dome copper head. It went up to a about a 12-foot column, and then it had a uh, about a 12-foot shotgun condenser on it.
2: Yeah, that'd be
1: something to run in the middle of the woods, would not it? I'm telling you. Uh, that's why <laughs> I don't see no building big enough to hold that 600-gallon uh, steel. Where's it at? That's what I told him. I'd carry him to it. He said, well, it's got to be in the woods. We searched close in the woods. How far we got to go? And I told him it was about 212-mile walk. We had a good little hike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Man, it came up empty. And, uh, yeah. What a waste of money. Was thinking, what a waste of money for nothing. Yeah. You know, oh. it wasn't for nothing. Up? they got seven gallons. Yeah, it was nothing. It
1: was <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing <laughs> Well, I'm still in jail. They burned dogging Jumbo up in Carbon Hill, trying to catch stop him twice, uh trying to catch liquor in him on him, and uh, Jumbo told him they actually mentioned Jumbo's wife. They said, "Well, I'm sure that black car uh your wife probably got liquor when it leaves your house, and Jumbo told him so, Look, square up where your body cam can see me close." we am not, not gonna be harassed because we got this new TV show coming out, and it's the second time you done stopped me. Said, uh, my lawyer's gonna want a copy of this uh cam footage, and uh, y'all finished up harassing me. So it we wasn't a few days later, he didn't stop Jumbo, but he pulled into the store there and he kind of pulled in sideways and was staring at Jumbo. Well, Jumbo picks his phone up to call Shannon, and it looks like he had, had the camera up, or the guy takes off, well, the next day. His wife sees drones flying around his building now, and that's, that's all why I'm in jail the next. Day.
0: So, um, just tell us a little bit more about the TV show you got going on, Alabama Shine.
1: Yeah, we uh, we teamed up with them uh, uh some guys out of Nashville, and uh we uh it took us quite a while to get everything going. Yeah. By the time we got kicked up, COVID hit uh, full swing.
0: It's, it seems to be – COVID kicked a lot of people in the dick. A lot, it, lot, a lot of the people had big plans and they really put things on the back burner Yeah, really hurt.
1: That slowed everything down. So we would have had to actually been working on it for about two years. And finally we uh, we got things situated and uh, they wound up signing a deal with the country network, uh, TV, a TV station out of uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And they come up – and actually filmed the first episode, and uh, it was going to be all about moonshine and music. And our first week, musical guest was uh, Jelly Roll. He come out, man, uh, come to the steel site, talked to Jimbo for a little bit, and we come out. He sung around a little campfire there for a bunch of us one night. And uh, yeah, so it actually was actually on the first episode of my Shine, which can be seen on YouTube now. Hell
2: yeah, nice. It's good shit.
1: Yep, and we shot the second episode out in Texas. Uh, at the Asheville Country Music Network studio, and it come out on Country Network, but uh, it's not on YouTube yet. Yeah, I'm thinking it may be available on YouTube for too much longer.
0: Yeah,
2: awesome. Yeah, I, I was hoping to watch that, and I fucked up and missed it. Because I'd like to see, see or the uh, second episode on that.
1: Well, see, the second episode, we filmed the second episode probably six weeks before I went to jail. And uh, you, it couldn't happen no better, though, because... There was a retired federal judge was actually on the show and was brought to the still site to uh, judge some liquor. And he does, and he actually makes the remark that, uh, well, he tells his story about he used to be in Alabama and he went to Vietnam, got out of Vietnam. He uh, settled in Texas and wound up being a federal judge for 25 years. And he'd actually wrote felony warrants for all t- sorts of shit. And uh, he said, even for bootlegging and making liquor. And he says, but... He said, I'm kinda of partial to of them Alabama boys. He said, He's said, what I just tasted. It was it tastes good. I think it all be against the law to have for them guys to be arrested for making this illegal liquor. Well, sure enough, six weeks later I got arrested for making that illegal <laughs> liquor that so I couldn't have got done it for. So it mm-hmm. made it look like we had done it after that because of that, but it actually went the other way around.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of history in down there in Alabama for making liquor.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Al Capone used to get a little bit of his liquor from Alabama back in the day.
0: Hell yeah!
2: way yeah. up, uh, so,
0: uh, well, get it from uh, up in New Stratsville, too. Yep. <laughs> it was a it was liquor connoisseur, you know. Yeah. Like to get shit from everywhere. Yeah. But uh, so,
2: do you use any like a? Uh, are you a bread yeast guy, or is that, like, one of your secrets? Are you –
1: No, I uh, I pretty much just go online and order the Red Star Daddy uh, after dry distiller's yeast.
2: Okay. I don't ma- I don't measure. A
1: lot, of people, a lot of people takes and says it says so many grams per gallon. I don't do none of the measurements. So after I get my mash made, I just kind of take the pack and just kind of lightly coat, dust, yep. get the dust in the top of area surface of the mash barrel, kind of mm-hmm. give it a good coating, uh, dusting over top of it, and uh, – measure with up. your heart yep stir it up put the lid on it i don't ever do the measurements on that
0: <laughs> measure with your heart as my buddy bennett would say
1: that's <laughs> right so as long as you, you kind of know about what you need to do yeah
0: oh yeah that's
2: like dollars and cents but don't make sense or dollars that don't make sense yeah you know but uh uh what the hell? so when or Oh, I forgot what I was gonna
0: say now. Yeah, Sean's <laughs> stinking. We're in trouble.
2: Yeah, I ain't got no liquor tonight. That's probably. I mean, he ain't even having an apple pie tonight. <laughs>
0: That's what he needs. So still still from last week. He's not. He's not swaying and slurring yet. So <laughs> depends on how much longer this goes. Yeah. I think the wife told him he wasn't allowed to hit a jar tonight. It was apples only. Oh, okay. So apples only. It was apples oh. only last week too yeah it was a different type of apples, so
2: <laughs> oh hell, but uh, so do you have any um, plans so are you are you going when you teaming up so if you guys are teaming up there or are you guys just doing that label, or do you have plans of opening up your own distillery down the road or uh,
1: well, we actually got some big things coming up uh we were still getting ready to do the Alabama homegrown, but where we was gonna do it at, i I kind of think it went got too big too quick. And wind up going and going to go in another direction. So we actually got some plans of actually opening a place of our own. We got some things in the works. I uh, got a few meetings coming up pretty quick, and uh, we're looking forward to being able to tell everybody about it once we get everything set in stone.
0: Awesome. Look forward to hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. Yeah. If y'all is- if y'all ever need a couple of um, Ohio guests on the show, let us know, and I'll drag Sean's ass down there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, of, I'll, I'll start talking I, shit while Jumbo's in the comments. But yeah, I'll bring I'll bring him with me so he won't be late. And. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: sure Jumbo, Jumbo and Sean will probably get in the uh, argument of Roll Tide versus Ohio State.
0: OH, oh, OH. Every time.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sure here soon we're going to be seeing uh, first on the football field and first in the still house here in a minute. Oh, <laughs>
1: he actually said that uh, – on alabama shine's first episode when uh i can't remember exactly how it went but something about uh alabama uh number one in uh on the field number one at the steel, or something to that effect
2: <laughs> oh
1: yeah
2: yeah he's something else
1: That's oh yeah awesome. I, I was a good guy
2: so do you uh have you ever ventured much into brandies at all or are you kind of a grain guy or you
1: well, just- I, I pretty much done the grain guy and uh and i turn around with you know flavor some of the liquor i done or whatever uh but now i have done a few brandies. Uh, But the best brandy I done was a peach brandy, but I took, put my own spin on it. I took some peaches, and uh, I took and put them in the turkey pans like you have for Thanksgiving, the big aluminum pans, and Mm -hmm. had my son put them in the smoker and smoked some of them, put the smoky oak flavor to them, and actually mashed in with them. And then I'd actually use some of them in the thumper also, because I I never use a thumper, not unless I done the brandy. I done it, just infuse a little bit more flavor.
2: Not to cut you off, but it's funny that you say that because a lot of people are like, no, 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 brandy's a run it, one time, run done, no thumper. And I'm always like, no. I I feel like using a thumper is way more beneficial with brandy's. My yep. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
1: And I took them, uh smoked uh, and uh, mashed down with them and then put some in the thumper. And uh, it come out, almost tasted like a uh, aged, peach brandy that you'd had actually own some oat chips or, or in a barrel due to the smoking of them in the uh smoker there a lot That's of that smoke flavor real. carried through on it
0: i've had some uh smoked corn somebody smoked some corn and that smoke pulls through it's really good and it's amazing how much flavor comes through just from smoking before you mash it
1: yep Uh, that's like on the master stiller show uh my episode was a little different we didn't get to go to steelhouse i won the first round which was the running the jump tom's rye and uh we actually had to go pick oak chips and do the rapid aging with and i got the first choice of 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 the of the oak chips when we went and picked them out nice kind of messed up on that i put a a little too many chips, and it was dark, which it didn't bother me. But the color was real dark compared to the rest of them. I kind of panicked. I said, "Well, you know, I need to lighten it up a little bit." And I tempered it down with a little bit of water, and it's where I should use liquor, and I kind of dropped my proof a little lower than what I should have. Yeah. Well, I'll tell
2: you what, man. What what all did uh did he use? Um, Kevin is that his name? Yep. Yep, Kevin. What did he What did he Mashin, he had some kind of
1: weird. Was a triticale or? Yeah, he uh, I believe it was uh corn, uh rye. I'm not for sure. It was uh, might be been wheat or something. But I know he used a hybrid grain cow. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he was using that because he wanted to give uh, the judges something that they were kind of wasn't familiar with something a little different. And uh, mm-hmm. it, come out, it come out real well. And he and he uh he done the oak chips just right, and it come out it come out real well. Hmm.
2: I'm not a fan of uh, wood wood stuff, whether it's you know aged in barrels or chips or spirals or,
1: right. You wouldn't like believe it. you wouldn't believe it, would, uh, the, the putting a few oak chips <laughs> in it or the cubes or whatever. Uh, you wouldn't believe that it would change the profile as much as it would in the color in 24 hours. And it don't do a huge job, but it does change it quite
0: a bit. Just know yep. just just to give it that little oaky hint, a little vanilla hint sometimes, and. Yeah. It's it's amazing what that how quickly that wood can react and just oh, it completely does. change it. Yep, and some people will take like
2: a, I seen what, what the fuck was his name, but anyway, like he aged some stuff. I think his name was Frank Hicks, where he put hooked up a trickle charger, a battery charger to it.
1: Yes, I have seen that. Uh-huh.
2: I wonder how well that would actually work. He was my, he actually
1: went to pecan, wasn't he?
2: I think so. Yeah,
1: I believe he was out of Texas, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah,
2: yep.
1: yeah, I seen that. Did he actually? It uh, actually come out in the jar. Was looking aged as it was going in the jar.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yep. Yep. So, if <clears throat> random question, if you had to go to the liquor store and buy a a uh, bottle of liquor, what would it be?
0: High Rock. Uh-oh.
2: Let's see.
0: <laughs> I ain't asking you to <laughs> oh, get. Oh, my! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We yeah. need to step in there. <laughs> oh.
1: Crown apple. crown apple yeah
2: okay that's fair
1: yeah but now if we're talking about six months now it'd be alabama homegrown
0: i'm looking forward to one of them myself yes sir
1: yep yeah. yep yeah, it's gonna be a unique blend like say uh jumbo being the first winner off master Diller. mike just winning the Firefighter challenge and i come in second uh like i say uh the judges actually made a remark during the master dealer when they was making a decision with me and Peter. They uh, they said that uh, they, it took a long time to make the decision. We was wondering what – they said an hour, and it was like three and a half hours. We were sitting over <laughs> over the over again waiting to be called back. They actually made a remark that they would rather flip a coin and pick that winner than they would actually pick the winner.
2: Yeah. Yep. And then and, and some <sighs> – I think a lot of times, man, it comes down to marketability. You know,
1: at the very end of it, as it was going off, Digger walks up to me and said, "Johnny, it was just a marketability thing we was having to look at." And then it goes off. Uh, mm. uh, like I say me making a, a corn whiskey and a four grain whiskey category didn't help none. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which,
1: that was a you know that was kind of a slip up on everybody's behalf. Uh, they asked me what my grain bill was. They knew what I was making, and that's where they put me, and uh, I've had a little disadvantage, but I. I didn't make excuses, you know. I still held my own and done good.
2: Yep, and and you know what, man? Uh, well, I've seen a lot of people online in these forums and shit, and they they beat up uh, cracked corn. You know, in my opinion, cracked corn is the way to go. Yeah, know, that's,
1: that's all, all I use is crack. I use cracked corn.
2: Yep, as far as uh, you know, if you're wanting to save money or you know, like you, you rerun it. Yep, you know that's so that's
1: they say nice. when you rerun it, you uh, you strip flavor each time and you're taking your flavor away. Well, my experience, the way I did it, it actually added more flavor. Uh, it'd get a stronger corn flavor mm-hmm. at the end of it. By the time I tempered it down, uh, I mean, it was corn through and through, uh, good and smooth. Uh,
0: yep. Yeah. And running it again gets rid of that, gets rid of that stain yep. <laughs> and, 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 and allow, allows the grain to come forward. So it gets rid of yep. the shit you don't want. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs>
1: It comes out of higher proof, and then uh, you got a lot cleaner liquor. And then by the time you temper it down, I well, mean it's good, clean, smooth liquor.
2: So, do you notice a um, a smaller yield since you rerun it? Like, if you say say you rerun say you run three barrels, right? And you take you know uh, your fifty gallon on. know, say you collect seven eight gallons, whatever, and you dump all that back into a you know do you, do you see a lot? Do you lose a lot?
1: Yeah, I, you lose quite a bit, but the proof comes out okay. What well, the way I done it at the time, uh, mine used to come out the first time. It'd come out between between 130, 136, a little less 140. I'd run it down mm-hmm. to about 60, almost like most people do with a stripping run. Yep. And then I'd put it back in the steel, and uh, like I say, then it would come off. At, instead of 140, it'd come off at about right below 180, about 176 on the usual. And then uh, I would get less liquor, but then by the time I blended it all together and tempered it all back down to 100, you'd wind up with about the same as you did. You're just cleaning the liquor up a lot better, and it's smoothing out.
2: Okay. So
1: it ain't a big difference in output once you do it all.
2: Yeah. Yep, that's one thing. I Man, I'll tell you what, the first time like I I told Easy, first time I've ever reran anything. I mean, as far as
0: good liquor. Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, was was on the show, and it was real weird to me because I dumped it back in there, and I'm like, "Fuck, ain't nothing in there."
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I don't know, man. It's uh yeah and I tell you, like,
1: about the about the about the weirdest thing I believe I've ever run. I say weird. I know everybody knows Killer B. the comedian. Oh yeah, uh, he lives down in Mobile, not far from me. We buddies, and uh, I don't call no names, but during uh, COVID, he wanted to keep a lot of stuff on his uh page youtube page and also he said when it opened back up he wasn't kind of outside out of mind and uh anyway he i made a couple of videos with him we went and clicked hunt done some stinging bee honey stuff he had done on the show and then uh he actually come out and was poking fun at somebody for using pecans and a smoker on one of the shows so he come out and he went to walmart and bought 50 of the little miniature pecan pies you can get for like two for a dollar
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: And he bought 50 of them. Well, he came out and done this little video, and he was getting ready to throw them away. He asked my cousin, Where can I throw these 50 pecan pies away in the dumpster? And I got to thinking, I said, Hell, don't throw them away. I said, in That, you know, that crust is the grain, you know, you got the pecan. I said, All that, all that, yeah. uh, that ain't up a K syrup with sugar. I said, Hell, I'll take and run it so I can come up with it. And I carried yeah. them and mashed them 50 pecan pies in, uh, and then I took them, put a little sugar and, uh, Little brown sugar, and some yeast in it, ferment them, and uh, <clears throat> I run it, and man, I'm gonna tell you, it come out crystal clear, and it come out. You open the lid after sealing the lid, it smelt and tasted just like you was at grandma's kitchen table on Thanksgiving, getting ready to eat a big slice of pecan pie. Man, I like pecan
0: oh, pie. Oh, yeah. I like all pie, but <laughs> I, mean, I can tell yep. I don't. I don't. Uh. I don't... Yep. Say out. no very often. <laughs>
1: it came out real good, but it wasn't quite as sweet as what you'd because uh would have with a pecan pie. So I took added a a uh, little bit of caramel to it. I called the caramel pecan pie, and that sweetened it up and basically a perfect marriage to get everything blended together and uh it was it was a real good jar. Nice. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Well, um
2: trying to think what else it was I wanted to ask.
0: Trying to remember a bunch of stuff when we're off. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I'll be like, dude, I meant to ask this. I, yep. But yeah, by well, the like, way, it's a good time. Yeah, pretty know.
1: highlights of my basically stealing career was uh, mastering the stellar, <laughs> getting on there, that whole experience, and going to some of the festivals and good or bad. Uh, they rest, uh, and then uh, actually doing a little bit of Alabama shine, and then looking forward to doing a uh, collaboration level. Uh, label with uh Jimbo and Mike and uh putting out the Alabama homegrown.
2: So, are you going to be able to? Uh, are you do you have plans of making it out to Hillbilly Jam this year? Next year,
1: yep. Uh, yeah. I was coming last year and caught COVID for the second time.
0: Yep. Uh, the
1: first time was with the motorcycle wreck, but uh, I'll be out this year at uh Hillbilly Jam for the first time.
0: Nice. I'll see you there. I'll be there. It's good yep. time, man.
1: It's a good time. Yep. I'll definitely get to see everybody. I've been to Hatterfest and a few festivals. met a lot of people, but uh, there's some people I haven't got to meet yet through Master Distiller or so far. Yep.
2: Hell yeah, man. Well, it's been a good time on here, man. And-
0: oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we, we really appreciate you coming on and, and yep. you know, sharing your knowledge and your mishaps and, you know, and, and letting people know, know people to look up stop looking down so much. Yep. You yeah. know, we we really appreciate your honor to have yeah. you on here, man. And, uh, oh yeah.
1: Like I say, you, uh, with the day's times, you know, like I say, everybody's in their phone a lot. You text messaging or they'll, uh, you text message more people than you call most of the time. Are you on Facebook scrolling and you're looking down, but, uh, you need to glance up every now and then because you can ask me, our jumbo, them, uh, them drones is out there and, uh, they watch you.
2: Well, that's the thing, you know, for everybody that, you know, for people that's watching this or that do, you know, uh, they don't realize. They think, oh, you know, it's just a hobby. Well, they're still out there busting people for doing this shit.
1: Well, see, I was told, too, you know, uh, well, you know, they ain't out after. uh They got more problems than somebody making a little bit of liquor and the ATF. You know, they got so many legal distilleries they need to regulate. And they don't really care. As long as you ain't just out in town selling in front of a cop or doing stupid shit or say a crackhead wrecks a car and jumps out and he comes across your steel side as they chased him, they got to do their job. But other than that, they... uh. You know they say you ain't got to worry about it, but uh, I'm here to tell you, they uh, they still actively out there looking, and uh, they got an eye in the sky now to help them
0: yeah. out. Well, I mean, you know, you're definitely if you're if you're home distilling, you're doing something illegal, man, and you, you know you gotta gotta check your p's and q's and watch yep. your six, and you know do what you gotta do to keep yourself safe.
1: Hey, right, it's, like- it's
0: part of it, and you can't get it. Yep. Yep. Just, like,
1: just like Tickle said on the show, ain't nothing illegal till you get caught. Well, back right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, and you know what, though? That's the story that you're going to tell your grandkids. And
0: you know, I mean, it's yeah, you know, your great great grandkids might run a distillery and talk about how their great great grandpa, you know, got busted with, you know, yep.
1: Uh, so like, like I said, my mentor taught me, I mean, I didn't ever. I mean, I followed in his footsteps, uh, make a liquor, and he taught me how to make liquor and so forth. But I, I didn't want to follow his footsteps all the way to the jail. But that's <laughs> what happened. But, uh, he, uh, he got caught several times before I did. He was, he was a good guy. You sure I was back, but he had a reputation from around here. You definitely didn't want to have him as an enemy. And, uh, his wife told me they, his wife passed away a few years before he did from a brain aneurysm. And he passed away a year ago, December, uh, about, about a week ago, uh, a year ago. And uh, she told me years ago, the day she had arrested him, the day she had married him 40 years ago, that he had already been arrested 68 times. No shit. For some kind of something. Yeah. And and he'd already been arrested a lot since then. And uh, I went down one day on the Alabama Shine show. They wanted to come up and be a part of what the first episode. Well, he had actually uh, got jaw cancer, had cancer in his jaw. And uh he was he was tough. Uh anyway, they he had some bad teeth and they was gonna pull his teeth because they said somebody radiation will mess with it. Well he went to a dentist and they gave him a price of like eight grand to pull some teeth. He said, I ain't paying that shit. He goes home, takes the pliers, pulls him his damn self. Uh oh. yep. he uh he was he was tough. Uh but I, I definitely didn't mean to follow him my way to the jail, but man, <laughs> hey, it is what it is.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he's looking down like, fucker, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb son, bitch. <laughs> the, first,
1: the first episode of Alabama Shine, uh, they asked me. They, want, they had a guy helping uh, me as a steel hand. His uh, name was Greg, but he actually liked collecting cuckoo clocks. So his nickname was Cuckoo. Well, they was wanting to create a little drama, I guess. They told me to get on his ass about leaving sugar sacks on the ground. And I told him, I said, you can't leave the sugar sacks on the ground, the corn sacks. I said, come by here and catch them. I said, they can charge you with so many gallons of liquor, that, uh, you know, per how I many pounds of sugar they got there. I get on his ass pretty good on that show. And uh, after I got arrested and got out, I was talking, me and Jimbo was talking three-way with somebody. And uh, he asked me, well, you, uh, Sean, well, y'all call him Sean's daddy, better known as Rick Gibson.
0: <laughs> I knew, I knew he'd make this show. Man, yeah, it took it, it took one hour, but Sean's dad made it to the show.
1: Yeah, and Rick Rick told me, he "Said Johnny, do you have any idea what Cuckoo's phone number is?" I said, "No, not right off hand." Why? He said, "I won't call and Tell him you didn't burn the fucking sugar sacks. You got caught." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
2: So are they? All, is Cuckoo on the, the the second episode, or is that something? No, you know, uh,
1: believe it or not, he ain't on the second episode. I really don't know what happened there uh him and the producer kind of had a little fallout or don't really know what happened i just know that he was told he was done and he didn't show up out there at country network uh in texas to film and i have no idea really what went down there
2: yep well i hate to hear that
1: yeah yeah but uh i'm sure they'll have me somebody else out there helping me or bring somebody else on or or they'll figure something out i'm sure
2: well, if they, if they want a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Uh, a master.
2: Arrival. <laughs> Come on up to Ohio.
1: I hear you. Hey, uh, they, uh, I, I ain't going to call no names, but somebody asked Jimbo at a festival. Hey, I hear y'all got that show, Alabama Shine, going. I said, man, I said, I'd like to maybe be on it. I said, well, what does it take to be on it? And Jimbo looked at him and said, first thing, you got to be from Alabama. Uh, Goddamn, you got to be from Alabama to be on it. <laughs>
0: You, you, you have to venture out eventually, man. You might as well just come on and get y'all some Ohio boys up in there, hey, you know.
1: Hey, all jokes aside, Master Stellar's had a lot of different states representing. But I, yeah. be, I believe three of the strongest has been Alabama, Ohio, and West Virginia.
2: hmm I'm with you every time. They, know, they've had it. a lot of
1: people from them states, and everybody's fared real well, like Alabama. You know, Jumbo won. Uh, Jonathan, his nephew, won. Uh, Brian Battle won with the Papa's Grappa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike just won the firefighter challenge. I mean, Ohio's had quite a few. West Virginia, Tony Pair, and that bunch yeah. out there. So, I believe that's the three strongest states as far as.
2: Well, hey. I feel like it's a matter of time before they start bringing people back for an actual state showdown or something.
1: Yep. I,
0: uh, like Regions. To say- region versus region. You know, a little region versus region. Like, oh, we're going to get the Midwest versus the East versus the Southeast yep. versus the, you know, the the deep yeah. South and then the West Coast and.
1: I believe it'd make a good show, maybe maybe have Alabama and Ohio go head-to-head, three-on-three. Run right there, face oh. Virginia, West Virginia or something. Or, or yeah, let's any get kind it. Of off of
0: it. I'll run anything anywhere. Let's get it. That's I, it, except at home. I don't run anything at home.
1: <laughs> so. I'll, I'll send you away from home.
0: That's right. Anywhere else. Yep. Anywhere yep, else.
1: I was so. away from home for about 26 hours. We I, want, all, I, we want I, all the
0: smoke, Jimbo. We want all the smoke. Yeah, <laughs> <I hear you.
2: laughs> he knows. Don't worry, he knows. Uh, Every I'm, time, Jimbo must
1: I'm be in the sure. comment section talking.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that Sean has, uh, I'm sure he's expressed himself a few times. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't let him off easy. I already know, like, yeah. I, I hear his bullshit all the time, so I can imagine. So, yeah, I've
1: seen a little rough route back and forth between Sean and Jimbo on Facebook, dude, Ohio and Alabama, <laughs> and all that
2: football talk. Man,
0: it's a matter uh, of time. It's a matter of time. They're going to have to do
1: something. It's a it, it's a rivalry. It's a love-hate
0: relationship. Oh, it know. is. A, but I going to tell you,
1: as far as the Moonshine community, I will say this. You know, I rode bikes was a bike or two, and uh, that's a big brotherhood. And I'm going to tell you, it don't get much bigger brotherhood than uh, all of the Moonshiners out there. Mm-hmm. Everyone I've ever met has been good people. You shirt off your back, hip you any way they can. And uh, I, yes, I was sir. glad to, to make all the connections I did with Master Stiller and and uh, further my brotherhood a little bit on a on a different scale of what I did. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm so thankful for with the moonshine community is just the friends that I've made. You know, who more you see more like family now than you never thought you would have, and then just the new people you meet. It's like every time you come across somebody new, they're an amazing person. It's like it's like shit. I can't wait to meet you, Johnny and have a drink with you. <laughs> so, oh yeah, <laughs> you know it's <laughs> that's it's like just, I'm, it's I'm. awesome.
1: I'm still in jail, and my son makes a post on Facebook uh, you know, when they, it was all nationwide. You're going to have some naysayers and talk shit. You know, some mm-hmm. of them don't know nothing about liquor or for whatever reason. My son makes a post on Facebook, and uh, I couldn't tell you how many people from the Noonshine community reached out to him and want to know what county jail I was in and what the bond was. What could they do? Uh, I mean, it was a big outpouring of people wanting to help do what they could do That's in any amazing. way they could.
2: Yeah, and it, it didn't take long, man, for the fucking world to find out about that. I'm
1: going to tell you, uh, it, it happened pretty quick. Uh, my neighbor up the road actually seen the drones. Well, it was just starting to get a little bit cool in the afternoon. She said, well, hell, this pot season, everybody getting ready to harvest, she figured they was looking for pot plants. Well, by the time she realized what was going on, she didn't want to call down here because she knew they would wrapped us up, probably had our phones. And yeah. uh Anyway, there's another guy don't live far from me that steals, and she took a picture of the drone, sent it to him. And he sent it to some other people. And hell, I ain't even in jail yet and been booked yet. People know that I was already caught and got caught with a drone. Damn. Yep. Yep. Yep, and they, they the man told me that he tried to tell me, said I've been trying to catch you for two years, ever since you was on Master Distiller. He says, <laughs> uh
0: it's like, man, I dropped drug-
1: he said, I drove by your house several times and I ain't caught you yet. He says, and I drove by today seeing you in your shed, and I know they had you today. Well, anybody that knows me knows I live on a dead end. It's my house, my son's, and then my sister and brother-in-law's, and then we got about a total of eight acres down here. You don't just drive by my house. You go by mine, past my son's, and turn around in my brother-in-law's uh, driveway. And like I told them on Master Stellar when they done a little home thing, I said, look, we live on a dead end. Uh, you come looking for me, my son, or my run-in-law, or we turn your ass around and get you out here pretty quick. So I know that was being lied to right off the get-go. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was drones at the time until I got out. And uh was seeing some pictures and was told a little bit more about what was going on.
0: Yep. Uh, shit's crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, all them resources are wasted. And uh, they come right yeah. by four mess houses stuff. To, to mess me for a little bit of liquor.
0: Seven gallons. Seven mm-hmm. piddly-ass gallons. Like.
1: Yeah, exactly right. It was seven good gallons. but oh, I understand. It was I seven mean, gallons.
0: I understand it was good gallons, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, like, that ain't shit, but.
1: No, and uh, I've actually run way more than that before, and but, you know, seven gallons that time, and it ended me up in jail and nationwide on the news and couldn't even watch SEC football that day, that Saturday. Uh, they talk more about me than they did Alabama, Auburn, or Troy, or anybody yeah. in Alabama.
2: I mean, do you blame them? No. <laughs> um, if Ohio
0: State was on, that Sean, Sean's throwing shots, man. <laughs> All right, with that, we've been on here long enough. Yes, Jimbo. Jimbo, I know. You get
1: him on that comment section.
0: <laughs> Jimbo's sending him, t- just text message him, Jimbo, you'll be better off. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with that, We'll let everybody get out of here, man. Johnny, man, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to be on our show. Yes, sir. Well, um, I enjoyed it. Had a good time. You're more welcome back anytime you want. Um we, maybe
1: maybe we get our homegrown out and develop and get our distillery up and going. Uh we can come back on here
0: Hell yeah.
1: Where just where Absolutely. the distillery at, man, when the homegrown be released. And me and Jumbo and Mike's got a lot of a lot of big things coming out. After the homegrown comes out, then we're gonna release a quite a few other different flavors and a different other next time we'll
0: get we'll get uh we'll get you and Jimbo on here together. We can go for right. her on here.
1: Uh Sean so.
0: might not want that. Uh he'll be all right, man. We don't <laughs> I've on, already on, asked Jimbo. On he's this show don't we, we don't give a shit what Sean wants. So <laughs> this is all for entertainment. If, if 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 he had feelings and they could get hurt we'd hurt him, but he'll be okay. all right. So Roloff yeah. was roll off his <laughs> back. That's right. Yeah. Uh but anyways man hey. I, Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for joining in, Sean. Thanks for hanging out with us, having a good time. I really greatly enjoyed this. Um, hope everybody has a great night. Um, we're gonna be back next Sunday at nine. I don't know who the guest is at Sean's apartment. He don't do much except get the host or get the guest. So. In the
2: comments, I'll let you. Know. I'll
0: tell you that. All right, all right. So, <laughs> but anyways, have a great night, Johnny. Have a great yes, night, Sean. Sir, hey, everybody, have on. a great night. Right, let's everybody, It's yeah. pre- yes, everybody. Shine on, Bushlight Apple. Them damn apples.